0: Welcome to the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. Coming to you from Dallas, Texas, here's your host, Tim Wilkins.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. Today's edition, we're going to review the dumpster fire that is and was the State of the Union Address, which, by the way, from time to time, the President of the United States will have to address the joint session of Congress to discuss the State of the Union. That's how it arbitrarily and historically has been discussed. But after yesterday, I believe that this country is no longer, the State of the Union is not strong. It is weak, powerless, and hell, we can't even shoot down a Chinese spy balloon. But, you know, I'm joined again by today by the great co-host of co-hosts, Chris, joining me once again to talk about this dumpster fire of a State of the Union address. And I can tell you, you know, Chris, I don't know about you, but the coolest part about the State of the Union is really the introduction of the President of the United States. That is the coolest part of the pageantry of the State of the Union address, and pretty much from there, it goes down like the, the balloon from the Chinese spies, down like the plague. It just goes from hell to high order, and it sh- just dies. It just it goes. The fun and excitement is just down the shitter. I mean, I hate to say it to you, yesterday there was no substance in that speech that made any coherent sense. I was like listening to a bipolar person talking for about a good 40, 85 minutes. And it was just terrible to listen to. I don't know what your, your, your takeaway of this speech was, but other than a litmus of spending and more spending and more heckling, it was just a complete shit show. So we'll get into it, Chris. I think I want to hear your your takeaways from it. And then we'll get kind of into the weeds of this thing, but uh, I'll let you have the floor here for a minute.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Tim. Well, I, I will say, um, I personally did not watch the speech because uh, I didn't want to have my blood pressure through the roof and uh, go to bed angry. So I decided I would uh, I'd wait till the morning and get some of the uh, Cliff Notes version from our some of our favorite uh, some of our favorite pundits, uh, you know, on podcasts and on television, and felt like I got a pretty good feel for it. Um, looking here at the uh, at the front page of the New York Post. Uh, and it says, uh, it's the Washington
1: uh, compost. Get it correct. The Washington. No, compost. No, no, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, oh, the oh, that's New York the Washington, oh, the New York post. Get it. Oh, my bad. Yeah.
0: It's, so it's not the New York slimes. You didn't get this. No, not the New York oh. slimes. New York oh. post oh. It says State of the union. And the, in the bigger headlines, it's Joe L- Liden, as opposed to Biden. President. Well, tells, uh, uh, well, President we'll get t- into that for sure. It says last thing. President. President tells so many lies and lies and fibs during the speech. We can't keep count. So that just shows uh, that just shows how how out of touch with reality, uh, obviously, Sleepy Joe and the, uh, the Democrats are. So, but also, uh, big kudos. We can talk about it later. Big kudos to uh, Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders on the Republican rebuttal, which I did listen to in its entirety this morning. And uh, she, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll definitely
1: we'll that. definitely discuss that, man. I don't mean to cut you off. We'll definitely discuss that because I think that is the reason why this podcast episode even exists. Because I have to give that woman, she hit the nail squarely on the head of everything that you wanted to hear in a speech from the Republican Party in re, in rebuttal to what he said for ninety minutes. It was probably, and it, it was is better than Bobby Jindal. It was better than other responses and rebuttals in my opinion because we know who she is like she's not some no-name governor she was the press secretary for the 45th and soon to be the 47th president of the united states and she knows the man she knows the man's body language personality which by the way trump was on true social live tweeting the state of the union address which by the way is another reason why this podcast episode is existing because if you go back and read all of his true social tweets, or not tweets, but posts. Holy crap! Was he still wittier than a whip? His comments are back in the day, like how he was on Twitter. He was definitely his old man, his
0: old self. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing else you can really say other than just a a plethora, a bounty of just lies on top of lies on top of lies on top of myths, mistruths on top of not reality. I mean. There's nothing else that can be said, other than just, I mean, I mean, us as us as as conservatives, obviously, we, we, we the bar is set so low for uh for 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 he and this administration that I mean, there's not nothing, basically nothing they say will uh will will make things sound any better. But the same old tired talking points, like you know, they're gonna take you know, Republicans are gonna get rid of Medicaid, Medicare, and all, all the same old tired talking points, then some really bizarre ones like apparently there's a uh, If you want to go work at McDonald's or Burger King. This was actually fact checked by even let, super left wing outlets that said that was a lie um, where he said something about to the sort of if you work at McDonald's, and you want to work at Burger King, you have to sign an NDA, which that was an absolute abject lie. Uh, I mean, he's, it's just constant lies uh then then, of course, then some other things like where uh you know we'll we'll still need oil uh, oil and gas for the next twelve years, so we've got we we keep, seems like the Democrats constantly change the uh move move the the goal I thought it was ten years, then it's twelve years and it's eight years, so we're just we're all over the place,
1: and that's and I, that's why I made that comment early at the start of this thing was it, it just it is like a bipolar or schizophrenic not in reality situation when it comes to the way the world is i'm sorry it, it was like you have this clouded judgment or this in in tune with different parts of reality because the reality is ladies and gentlemen everything has gone up in cost groceries fuel energy you name it we are we ourselves are paying the middle class of america are paying for those things we ourselves are getting taxed because of Biden's stupidity. Okay. It may not be a tax going to the federal government in a sense, but it's a tax to our, it's taking away income out of our pockets because of simple decisions that could have been made, in my view, that made it just unbearable to, to exist now. it, it dude, cost of fuel in home heating oil in the Northeast and across the country during the winter months, it will make people go into poverty. They had to pick between fueling or keeping their house warm or eating. That's the, the struggles that people have in this country. And the people, unfortunately, like the Joe Biden administration, have no empathy whatsoever. They talk, they they barely talked about in, in that State of the Union address, Chris. They talked barely, barely in time about the adversaries that we have in this country. China and the and the border, the border cry Those are the two big crises that we face in the last you know the, the China balloon saga could have been a very much of a blimp in that speech, but he wasn't. He didn't talk about it. He said, "Oh, we're." He barely talked about it for less than thirty seconds. He didn't discuss how he was going to make movements down the line and how to get bipol by bipartisan support on it. And then the the, the border situation, The, the border situation has been going on for decades, and it's even getting progressively worse under this president. So it's like you're just he's going to get articles of impeachment, dude. I'm telling you, he, the cabinet member, okay, Department of Homeland Security, Mayorkas, he's getting impeached. He's going to get removed one way or the other, and oh, then we're going to,
0: oh. and then then Ar- they're,
1: they're, they're going to file articles of impeachment against Biden because of this Hunter Biden laptop thing. I I guarantee it. Uh, it's just it's going to happen.
0: Well, we, we certainly hope that McCarthy and and then we bring those articles of impeachment to the uh, to the table, especially for Mayorkas. I know that there was talk that it may not happen, but hopefully. That's a big. That's Well, a big thing. they
1: they they gave him a shot to resign. They gave him a shot to resign before the midterms. They said, "You resign, we're not gonna we're not gonna do this." And well, he stood down and said. And then he, bl- orcas and I know we're getting off topic with the State of the Union address because it's actually, in my opinion, it's personal at this point. Is orcas blocked three of his deputies, uh, the guys that work for Customs and, and Border uh, Patrol? From uh, almost testifying at Congress and telling their stories, and they finally did. They finally got approval to do so, and it's by it, the testimony alone is very eye opening and very chilling, about how the lack of quality leadership is is just staunching. It's just amazingly stu- It is amazing how how the the quality of leadership and the ability to lead is the reason why things happen in this country. Now I, I'm gonna go down this road, and I'm gonna take a hot take on this. I believe going forward. That the State of the Union address, in my view, has become so much of a, sca- a, a spectacle. It has become so much of what it's not supposed to be. By the way, historically, the reason why the State of the Union even exists is because of those words I opened up the this podcast episode with. If from time to time, the President of the United States will have to address ju- the, the Congress about the state or the status of the Union. Now, what it has become during the 1800s, by the way, and even sooner than that, is when during the 1800s, when they say the union address actually occurred, it started. Over the years, it has become more of a laundry list of political whateverness of agendas. And it talks about where they're going to go with the country. It, It serves no purpose anymore. Because other than the pageantry and the... In what it is, it serves no purpose. Because a lot of the stuff, the political agenda, okay, the president either takes a victory lap, Chris, about their accomplishments, and gets ready for an election cycle like Biden did. He tried to take a, a, a victory lap, which I, I I don't even know how it can be a victory lap. But he tried. The man tried. And he went off teleprompter multiple times. I don't even think Trump went off teleprompter during his State of Union address.
0: Uh, he, Trump Trump was going to do that a little bit.
1: Not not all, during the not during the State of the Union, though. I mean, he, you know.
0: <laughs> I think I think every I think I, I, in fairness, I think every president. I mean, it depends on which one. I feel like every president will have a little bit of uh, off off the prompter. Um,
1: well, I don't no, I don't but, mind yeah. off the I don't mind off the prompter, but he looked away when they were heckling him, and you remember I mean, I'm not sure if you saw oh, yeah. that on, on on they were heckling him, and he responded in the speech he could have just kept on going and just let it go but he had well, to then, respond and then it's like what are you What are you just you just gave into that i call it the then, mob of stupidity. and then he was He's yelling
0: like, about then he was yelling about kim jong-un and i oh, sorry not kim jong-un about uh uh leader of china
1: yeah, uh, uh, it, it's Jay, Xi Jinping. J. Jinping. Yeah, yeah. It, which, which by the way, it, dude, that entire segment of the speech on foreign policy, it felt like he was just screaming at the microphone. Yep. Like he talked about Ukraine and Russia. Dude, I, I'm sorry, but the man has never been right on foreign policy. Never oh. has. And and um, I I just he he has taken this country down a road
0: of of just
1: dude. It, it's like a ter-
0: it is. It's sad. It's what sad. Can- well, Tim Tucker had a great monologue last night. I don't know if you may have caught it. I I, I listened to bits and pieces of it. But you know, he talked about the the real and but Dan Bongino also talked about the real numbers. You know, when 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 Biden when Biden took office, in quotation marks, um he inherited the gas prices that a gallon of gas was two dollars and thirty nine cents a gallon. At, you know, and and but you know gas at one time is approaching almost five dollars a gallon but now that it's gone down they're trying to take a victory lap but in reality gas is still over a dollar more than when he took office uh there's consumer confidence is at is at all time lows I think four in ten Americans uh four in ten Americans have have less confidence or, or feel like that that America is worse off under Biden than it was under Trump. Um I mean uh, inflation obviously is ravaging. Inflation was around, was around, I think it was about one, about one point seven percent under Trump, and now it's you know six, seven, eight. 9, also, 9, also, I'll, I'll go on
1: even further than this. You try, to try buying a house or buying a car note at this point, and your interest rates are freaking triple of what happened during the Trump administration.
0: And then, obviously, everything they're doing from a from a standpoint of obviously you know critical race, you know critical racism training all throughout every bit of our government and also in our military, the, you know, the wokeism, you know, Sarah, this governor, governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders hit on it perfectly. It's just a world of crazy that we're living in. And, and, and I will
1: say leading into this and, and kind of segueing into the re, the rebuttal by the GOP, I don't think they could have picked Chris a better person to do it. Um, other than maybe Ron DeSantis and Ron DeSantis wasn't going to do it because he's probably going to run for president. So, um, to, to have her do it, who, by the way, she is the youngest governor. I did not know that up until last night. I thought she might have been maybe one or two years uh, above that threshold of being the youngest governor uh, in the st- in the entire country. But she's very logical. And when she did her speech, which went on for a good period of time, she laid it all out there. She, she laid the reasons why. It wasn't like a long... Win baggish speech about going nowhere. It was literally why things don't make sense anymore, and and, and she she used the line, "You're right." She between whoa, uh, crazy and right, and and it's really that has become the reality, and and it really has been. It's become the the crazy reality of the life in this country. But the difference was, she was telling the story at the very end. About her going to I Ira- to I think it was Iraq at the time. Iraq, yeah. And, and that story, I think many many guys that are paying attention to politics, that's a true story. With the not knowing where the hell they were going, there was a lot of the 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 secretiveness of it. But when you can tell the Trump, and this is kind of the, what it was about the Trump administration, which I think she told that story because of the the unity of the country. The country we all want, we all want to do well right we all want to do we all want to push and strive for better in our in our lives but when the government kind of puts you in a, in a position to not to succeed anymore it it becomes crazy and 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 I I don't know about you Chris but I I kind of understand where she was coming from when you shouldn't have to make these choices about whether or not to put your kids in the different school systems because of what's being taught by the curriculum and and, and the things along the natures of you have to pick between eating and and fueling up your car or eating and and fueling up your – or heating your home during the winter months. We shouldn't have these struggles, and we didn't have these struggles during the Trump administration. Now, listen, we did have the COVID-19 pandemic, and listen, people can criticize the president, the former president of the United States on how they did it, but at the same time you have to play with the full deck of cards and I don't believe Trump was playing with the full deck of cards with the help that he was getting. He wasn't getting all the data. I
0: I think, I think and then there was reports about, you know, that, Oh, these Chinese spy balloons have been, have been around for a while, but people even during the Trump administration and, and you know, Mattis and some of these other, you know, terrible generals were, were keeping, were keeping information away from Trump. So, it just shows, unfortunately, how, you know, we talk about, you know, Trump draining the swamp, and I think he started draining the swamp, but the swamp is is pretty is pretty darn deep, to say the least. Um, I have to say, going back to, Sarah, going back to her her rebuttal, I mean, even for that, I think about 10, 12-minute speech, give or take, for that 10 or 12-minute speech, I don't know how you felt, Tim, but it was like, you felt like, hey, things are things are rough you know i think we'll always be long on america we're not gonna we're not gonna give up but for that little bit of time there you're like man you know this if that if that speech didn't say this you know america's worth saving i don't i don't know what else what else is you know and i think that that and i i completely agree that that she was definitely the best person um you know from the gop to, to give that speech so because i I think unfortunately, you know, I think a lot of people are kind of down on the GOP in so many ways. I think there's a lot of and I think we'd be we'd be remiss to say that we're you know, I think and may I don't want to speak for both of us, but I think, you know, in light of you know the speakership and um also uh, you know the chairman of the GOP, I think I think a lot of us are kind of down on it. We're hoping that you know that that eventually some of our uh hopes become realities long term when it comes to uh to leadership. I mean ultimately we can't and I think we'll both agree on this, we ultimately can't always rely on the government, <laughs> especially us as as people who believe in big R God given rights. Like we can't rely on government. And I think relying on government is not the is not the right thing to do, but you would hope that the people in charge can respect the, the rights of, of their constituents.
1: I'll, I'll go with this, man, and it's and it's kind of my my take on the GOP is pretty simple, and and it's really I, I would say it's not complicated, but it's very simple in 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 situations like this. The the State of the Union last night, in my view, could have been done a totally different way than ha- what it has been done in the past, right? The the pageantry, all that bull, all that crazy shit, uh, the heckling, which by the way is the reason why I say that they need to get rid of the State of the Union. I'm sorry. But the, that man is the hot the, the most. He is the leader of the free world. Regardless if you enjoy him, like his personality, regardless, he is the office of the president of the United States. He's standing you in front of the joint chief, the joint session of Congress. Do I enjoy him doing being the president? That man, no, I don't. But that man is the leader of the free world. What you portray to the entire world is the perception of the the United States to the free world. Now. We look like a complete dumpster fire on national television and it's disgraceful. Now, maybe that's the organization and that's the, the administration from top to bottom is a dumpster fire. That's fine. The GOP, in my view, I, I have a unique persuasion on this perception on this because the GOP up until Trump came along, they didn't have much of a logistic I call a logical legislative agenda that made any sense on policy they didn't have a policy agenda that made any sense all it was was obstruction to the to the Democrats all it was was obstruct investigate obstruct investigate obstruct hold things back do things that don't make any sense continue obstruction until Trump came along and down that golden escalator and he went to war against the border prices and then okay then you have the, everyone thought it was toxic at the time. Everyone thought it was some toxic idea that he's going to talk about being a racist and uh, this being this. Everyone thought he was some kind of this out there guy. In reality, he wasn't. He was perfectly for the right guy for the right time. And which is why but, they hated him. And that's why they hated him. But the thing is, now the GOP has adopted Trump's policies as their own. Unfortunately, they have terrible leadership at the head of the GOP, which means for a person like myself, you either donate to the campaign of the, the constituent of, of the Congress person that you want to directly. Okay. I'm sorry to say this. I'm sick and tired of getting damn emails from the GOP to donate to, a, to the win red organization, the win red campaign. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm not donating to win red because you guys can't even allocate funds correctly to the right persons in the right States during election series. So why do I want to donate to a big grand big group of funds that don't get allocated correctly? We saw it with the swing states during this last midterm. Why didn't Laxaw get any more money? Why didn't uh Barry, the guy free, Barry, why didn't yeah, why she didn't get any money? Why didn't the girl Blake why, Masters. why Blake Masters? Why didn't we why did not we win in Georgia? You can't blame it. You cannot blame everything on Herschel Walker. I'm sorry. You can't. Why didn't we win Pennsylvania? We got outspent 12 to 1. That's how we lost Georgia. And we also lost Pennsylvania, which we got outspent 12 to 1. And also, Ronda McDaniel was spending too much money on augmentation, which, by the way, I have my views about this, and I hate to go on a tangent here, but that organization, yes, we can raise a boat of load of money. Okay, we saw it with the last campaign manager for Donald Trump. He can raise a boatload of cash, but he can't manage a campaign. And that's why we also lost that campaign. That was a terrible idea to have him at the head. I'm sorry, I understand Kellyanne Conway wasn't going to run the campaign in 2020. But at the same time, you had to find somebody better. And, and, and I think Corey Landowski, if he runs this campaign, let's go around with this group of guy's and kind of run it slim and mean and slim. We can get the job done again. But the thing is, it, Trump's going to have to run people to close to the vest. He can't believe in these corporate bureaucrats or the GOP. I'm sorry, Ronald McDaniel's in there because of him. But in reality, it was his strategy to, in Kellyanne Conway's strategy, to go up to Michigan and potentially win Michigan that won him the campaign, as well as the swing states. So the GOP, in my view, is broken. It has will in always will be broken because you have a guy like Mitch McConnell being the minority leader who unfortunately has uh you know the former transportation secretary who basically all that position was was a kickback to Mitch McConnell and then you have Pete Buttigieg now that can't even manage a porta potty and it can't even manage any crisis whatsoever without going on some kind of vacation and worry about some kind of wokeism during a crisis so unfortunately. Racist highways, racist yeah, right, 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 racist highways, and some kind of you know, talking about coal. Let me tell you something you know, who gives a crap about that? Nobody, you know, what we care about getting on our planes and getting to where we need to go. Okay, did you? That was the first time, by the way, Chris. That was the first time, I think, last month that the entire country's FAA was locked down, the airways 9-11. were locked down. It was 9 11, and that was insane. How do you have that happen? Oh, because some junior staffer started, you know, no, 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 seriously. Uh, you know, how the hell is that fucking happen? It's called terrible management. You can put, off. Uh, you, how many times have we seen updates? So this makes you laugh, Chris. How many times have you see an update on your computer going, hey, you need to update your computer between the hours of 12 and 2? Like, you couldn't tell me that shit couldn't have happened. Like, come on now. Like, it, it is antiquated systems. They
0: could have spent, they're talking off about the infrastructure. TV. It's stupid. It's also the people you have running it. Sorry, I mean catch up. It's also yeah, the people you have yeah. running it. You, you look at it, you have, you have people who, who are who've been hired just because they they check they check these uh these boxes, these uh you know, these specific boxes, but don't actually have the skills necessary to do the job. Well leading leading
1: leading with that, I'm gonna if you're gonna go with that topic, uh, the starter of that one is going to be the vice president of the United States right now. She's not qualified to do the job. Chris, she's not qualified to even stand office when she was the senator of California. I'm yeah. sorry, she she can't do anything but hides hackle, cackle and laugh and, and try to mansplain my way into everything. And if you ever heard her talk nationally, she she's lucky to get one percent in polling during the during the Democratic primary. That woman does not even deserve to be in the position that she's in. And there's probably 15 to 20 other people that are way qualified to run the job that she's doing. Same thing with Pete Buttigieg. Sorry to say it, but he couldn't even patch in port- porthole or potholes in Dayton, Ohio. So, uh, yeah. uh, well, Indiana, excuse me. whatever, Dayton, Indiana. I, I, I just I laugh at the notion that people, like, by the way, um, did you see old f- second lady, first lady make out with the guy, the second man?
0: The second gentleman? Nat- Doug,
1: yeah, whatever, the second Doug,
0: dude. Doug, whatever. Yeah, that's right. What, it's what, the, man, what,
1: what, what are they doing, making out national television? I mean, dude, I don't yeah. know about you, Yeah
0: that was uh what
1: do we got so we got a Swinger's Club with the White House now what's going yeah, on here
0: as uh as going back to what Sarah Huckabee Sanders is just this is this is our country being run by crazies so. between
1: at least we didn't get we didn't get a mention of Fang Fang or Swalwell yesterday so i think we yeah. uh we, we almost yeah. made out like a good time by the way trump on true social by the way this is a full promotion of true social was a good time yesterday i think uh he is definitely a man of if he gives himself like literally an opportunity to sit there and read what he writes. That man is not, that man is hilarious in his own right for the things that he says. But at the same time, the timing of what he says and how he says them is the timing is impeccable. I I have to give him credit where credit's due. Sometimes he goes, he keeps using the word folks must be a nervous habit. (laughs) We should all sit down and talk to him about this. (laughs) Like he's and just going be-
0: believe believe me. That is one of that's one of, <laughs> one of Trump's buzzwords is believe or buzz buzz statements, is believe me. Yep.
1: And that's why I laugh because I'm sitting there going, doesn't he say uh uh the great yeah, you know, he has anu- he has mannerisms too that people make fun of, so it's like, come on now. But in all seriousness, the State of the Union address was probably the s hot garbage that it was. I didn't hear anything policy wise. I, I, it so back to my my original thought here was if Joe Biden came out in the state of the union and said, Hey, my bad, we fucked up. This is how we're going to make it better. And, you know, we're going to, we're going to read, we're going to allow permitting for offshore drilling. We're going to open the pipeline again, which I know he wasn't going to do. But I mean, let's just hypothetically think this down the road here. If he was going to start from scratch and say, Listen, my bad, I screwed up. We're going to start fixing this madness. Please give me another shot here. Then, then, yeah, he can go on to the races for re-election. But that is a terrible way to start a re-election cycle. To go through this 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 nothing burger of a speech, which that's what it was, it, that was full of a laundry list of crap. He didn't mention anything that he okay. The, so what was in there that he he really talked about that was of substance, Chris? What 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 was the what the the the, the junk fees? That was it. Junk fees is your your leader uh, of the speech on the State of the Union address. That was the major policy initiative.
0: I mean, again, I, I, I skipped it, but just in some of the clips I've seen, I mean, there was obviously, you know, the, the usual the usual talking points of, um, you know, fair share, which has been debunked about a gazillion times. Yep, tax or
1: tax code. Yeah, well, that's yeah. that's gonna that's gonna screw up every politician because they make more money out of office or while they're in office anyway for their seat. So it's
0: yep. Fair, the whole the whole fair share argument, which has been debunked about nine thousand times. Um, I mean, just you know, some of the ones I mentioned earlier. You know, the, the, you know, obviously, constantly, you know, going with the Bernie Sanders lies of how of how much money these corporations make you know, and how little in taxes they pay, which is a total lie. Just just a complete alternate reality of of how society actually is. So uh just just it was it was
1: it was difficult to listen to because some of the things that he did talk about, okay, I I will say he sounded he basically boasted a lot of the same things Donald Trump talked about in his play in his in his administration lowest unemployment the opening line of the speech was low like we went to the economics lowest unemployment rate between the uh, the minorities population the country and he went through that same deal he was like a stump speech at the opening for Trump and then he talked about the insulin driving down insulin that was a Trump thing driving down Trump that was a big that was a big policy initiative that Trump did uh and all the right to try and all, all those things that was during the Trump era and, but he was yeah. broadcasting it as his own. Yeah. And I, I literally, which, I which just, Biden
0: obviously is a known plagiarist and liar. So, I mean, it's just basically right up his alley of, of, uh, of stealing, uh, of just stealing, uh, stealing I, policy.
1: I, I just, like I told you, and I'll close with this man. Cause it's, it's about that time, but it, it, it is for me, this is all going to down the road of, which, by the way, uh, going into this, the GOP have already done congressional hearings. Today was the the laptop, uh, the Hunter Biden laptop thing, which, by the way, AOC had a, basically a meltdown on national television. And it was the most hilarious thing ever um, because everybody that was talking about it and Twitter, I'm sorry, but the, the, it, it was hilarious to hear this. But now I understand why they were all fired from Twitter. The incompetence of that organization was this loud and clear. Um, but at the same time, the GOP is doing hearings like they said they were going to do. And and going into your topic of the GOP and in, in, in the speakership, McCarthy, he already openly started the talks about the debt ceiling. And he, and he talked about where he wants to go with this. He's giving Biden an exit ramp. And he's giving the president an exit ramp. And he's being a good speaker, by the way. And he's trying to lay he's laying it his argument to the American people and he's winning because he actually can speak substantively about what he's going to talk about and do. The biggest thing about last night, man, was he made, he, he basically Biden accused the GOP of wanting to take away Medicare and social security. Those two things is the entire voting population for the GOP. And it's kind of funny about this, not saying it's a whole entirety of the GOP voting population, but, is up there. And you talk about it. It's a lie. It was a falsehood. But at the same time, there's no reason why the GOP would do that anyway. They've been talking about making cuts or having work requirements for certain social policies or certain initiatives like welfare, things along those lines. And, th- and I get that. But we're closing with this, man, is all this is going to lay the th- groundwork and it's on the table for what I called earlier. He's going to have articles of impeachment drafted to him by the end of the year. I don't know what anyone thinks about that, but I believe it's coming. The the train has left the station. And it's just a matter of what stop it takes because they're having hearing after hearing. Afghanistan's due to come up next. And I'm sorry to say that once that makes national news, once it gets on national television about the Afghanistan debacle, he's done. Forget the Hunter Biden thing. Once he gets to gross incompetence at that level, he's over. And once he goes into election cycle reelections campaign, Trump is going to replay that news story every day he can, and it's going to it's going to win. And, and Trump's going to win the primary because this came out with another poll in Iowa. He's up by thirty points in Iowa. Ron DeSantis has used the truth social. He's going to have a nice little copyright lawsuit on his hands. Um, and apparently. Uh, he admitted to uh, some things on social media, uh, or at least on his speech about grooming young women with alcohol.
0: So that was. Uh,
1: that, can that can has I touch a, on
0: one last thing before we? Uh, I, I will say, and I, I know. Listen, I, I I don't want people out here who are listening. I, mean, I know we've got some, in, even some listeners as far as India as we've learned. I think one of the things we got, you know, and and we got our people have to understand these primaries. You know, they'll tear each other down, but. You know, I think once when it my, my line is when it starts getting really personal and I, I think you can you can definitely you can definitely get get on a guy about policy and different things. But when it comes down to it, you know, these two are the leader of, of leaders of the Republican Party. We can't we can't go down this whole path of completely destroying each other. That's just my thing.
1: The, the thing is, Chris, they're going to do that. Everybody did that to Trump the first go around. Everybody thought, remember remember that he, he, everyone thought, including Barack Obama, he cannot be president of the United States. Right. They t- took him as a joke at the White House Correspondents Dinner. No, right. he, and, 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 and I'm telling you now, he's sitting there in the way he, I, I'm, I'm trying to tell people this for the longest time. That man listens to everything that gets said about it. That man's no like deaf person in the back. He knows what's coming. And when he's ready to strike, he's like a cobra. He likes to just mosey around. And when it's time to go, it's go. DeSantis is not a bad person. I don't personally don't. I don't mind him as a person. He's a great, you know, he's a great governor. The thing is, all it takes, by the way, is. I, I they call it, uh, you know, they call it, you know, they they call it, you know, negative research. You want to call it? You, you can call it everything else you want to, but all it takes is one ad to go out. And these states, and, and it's done and over with. I don't think DeSantis will announce until probably May or June. And at that point, it's on. I think Nikki Haley running for, for president of the United States is a complete joke. Joke. Uh, I'm sorry to say this to her. She's a great governor of South Carolina. Terrible yeah, person. A she, she was, listen, she was, a, she was a decent governor at best in South Carolina. And then she t- got a job and didn't take that job very serious with the UN Secretary General spot. I think that's what she was, or no, U.S. Ambassador. Sorry. Yes, yeah. And, and she was second, secret- yeah. And, and so sh- she didn't take that job very serious. And then she bowed out. And then stayed. And, and, and Bachelet became disloyal, in my opinion. And and I really don't believe she'll stand the test of time, Mister uh, Larry Hogan, whenever he announced, and Mister Sununu... What? What a loser he is! Well, listen, he 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 has some valid points. The problem is, he's from Maryland, and yeah, there's a, there's a problem with being from a state the size. He's a he's,
0: he, a, he's the epitome. He's like if Jerry what if Jerry West is the NBA's
1: version,
0: <laughs> the NBA's uh, uh he's a silhouette of the NBA logo. Uh, Larry Hogan is the silhouette of a rhino.
1: Yeah, that that is indeed correct, and and I, I'm like I'm gonna end with this here in a minute is um. At some point, the state of the union address should not become a laundry list and a dumpster fire. Okay, we as a country should enjoy having the president of the United States on t- national television for ninety minutes, and have him have a good time. It really should be like a rock show, like a rock concert. You know, that's what it should be, but instead we have this pageantry and it gets nowhere and i like i said earlier there was no substantive policy initiative that was stated last night that is going to change our life right now so unfortunately for us as regular regular joe schmoes or james schmoes or anyone schmoes or however you want to identify yourself as schmo is it's not going to get fixed in two years. So basically, we're in a holding pattern for two years of misery, hoping that we're going to make some money on our 401ks, and then hopefully we're going to have this person ride down an escalator again, which he already did once, come back and save us again. And I'm going to tell you right now, the first time a GOP president comes aboard, Chris, we're, we're going to have the first four years of it's literally going to be, everything's going to get reflipped, it's going to, everything's going to change drastically. And, and hopefully, we can do some things that matter to save the world because we don't want to have a brink of World War III, which almost happened not once, but twice in the last 90 days between the Chinese balloon, which, and Russia doing its thing. So, you know, this president, by the way, for all intents and purposes, is the wrong man for the job. The approval rating that he has right now is in the 20s in his own party and I'm leaving one closing with this, is that it tells the tale. He has approval ratings in the high and upper 30s right now nationally. The man is done. Either you get him off the ticket, you push him off that bridge that every Democrat talks about kicking us, you know, that we always talk about kicking old girl granny off the cliff. Well, unfortunately, perceptions are realities here. The Democrats have to get Joe Biden out of that ticket and let a younger guy run or they're going to lose big time. Big time. And it's not going to be fun. it's not going to be fun to watch. If they don't, it's going to be like a train wreck on a train wreck. I listen, I love Trump to death. But at the same time, I don't want to see two 80-year-old guys going at it for president. But guess what? If they're the two best candidates they got, it's uh South Park had an episode of it's shit or sit sandwich. And you know, a turd or turd sandwich. It's really that bad. And hopefully it's going to affect us long-term for the next 10 to 15 years. Every time we pick a terrible president, by the way, it affects us 15 years down the road, if you want to know that. So I'll leave with this, Chris. I appreciate you joining me again for this episode. Uh, Hopefully we continue to have a good one. Uh, I'll see you next week. Hopefully we have a good one. Uh, Everybody have a good weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Don't get too drunk. Remind you to keep your P's and Q's. Always have a plan right at home. That being said, Chris, thank you for always for joining me. Oh, yeah, sir. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. Feel free to follow us on social media via Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook.